So did we get some good answers out there? I bet we did. Well, let's begin with an invocation. It's a call and response. We are here to worship a remarkable God. Of God welcomes us. The grace of God awaits us. The joy of the Spirit enfolds us. Don't come as slaves. Come as the truly free. Don't come as petitioners. Come as those who are already heard. Don't come as interlopers. Come as invited guests. Don't come as the outsiders. Come as much-wanted children. The love of God emboldens us. The grace of God, Christ redeems us. The joy of the Spirit uplifts us. Come as the joyful. Come as the eager. Come as the thankful. Come as the recipients of amazing grace. The love of God overflows our hearts. The grace of Christ liberates our spirits. The joy of the Spirit sings in our minds. Amen. A reading from Genesis 3. The serpent was clever, more clever than any wild animal God had made. He spoke to the woman. Do I understand that God told you not to eat from any tree in the garden? The woman said to the serpent, not at all. We can eat from the trees in the garden. It's only about the tree in the middle of the garden that God said, don't eat from it. Don't even touch it or you'll die. The serpent told the woman, you won't die. God knows that the moment you eat from that tree, you'll see what's really going on. You'll be just like God, knowing everything, ranging all the way from good to evil. When the woman saw that the tree looked good, like good eating and realized what she would get out of it, she'd know everything. She took and ate the fruit and then gave some to her husband and he ate. Immediately the two of them said, see what's really going, did see what's really going on, saw themselves naked. They sewed fig leaves together as makeshift clothes for themselves. When they heard the sound of God strolling in the garden in the evening breeze, the man and his wife hid in the trees of the garden, hid from God. God called the man, where are you? He said, I heard you in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked and I hid. God said, who told you you were naked? Did you eat from that tree that I told you not to eat from? The man said, The woman you gave me as a companion, she gave me the fruit from the tree, and yes, I ate it. God said to the woman, What is this that you've done? The serpent seduced me, she said, and I ate it. God told the serpent, 
Because you've done this, you're cursed. Cursed beyond all cattle and wild animals. Cursed to slink on your belly and eat dirt all your life. I'm declaring war between you and the woman, between your offspring and hers. He'll wound your head, you'll wound his heel. He told the woman, I'll multiply your pains in childbirth. You'll give birth to your babies in pain. You'll want to please your husband and he'll lord it over you. He told the man, because you listened to your wife and ate from the tree that I commanded you not to eat from, don't eat from this tree, the very ground is cursed because of you. Getting food from the ground will be as painful as having babies is for your wife. You'll be working in pain all your life long. The ground will sprout thorns and weeds. You'll get your food the hard way. Planting and tilling and harvesting, sweating in the fields from dawn to dusk, until you return to that ground yourself, dead and buried. You started as dirt, you'll end up dirt. The man, known as Adam, named his wife Eve because she was the mother of all living. God made leather clothing for Adam and his wife and dressed them. God said, the man has become like one of us, capable of knowing everything, ranging from good to evil. What if he now should reach out and take fruit from the tree of life and eat and live forever? Never, this cannot happen. So God expelled them from the Garden of Eden and sent them to work the ground, the same dirt out of which they'd been made. He threw them out of the garden and stationed an angel and a revolving sword of fire east of it, guarding the path to the Tree of Life. May we all say, and may all we say and all we think be in harmony with you, God within, God beyond. Amen. So our theme for the summer is the desert is God's domain. And exploring all the ways that God shows up and blesses the desert places. So at first glance, this passage might not be the one most people would choose to talk about the blessing of the desert. It paints a picture of God as an angry God casting out Adam and Eve out of the garden and cursing them on their way out. He curses Adam, telling him that he will suffer, the field, suffer in the fields and have to grow his own food, and Eve will now experience more pain in childbirth. But I really believe that there's more to this story than just that. The garden is presented to us as a place of plenty. Adam and Eve have all they need. They're never left wanting. They're free to wander in the garden at leisure, picking up food as they go whenever they're hungry. So this sounds like a wonderful life. But I'm going to make the argument for the blessings they receive after they are cast out of the garden. 
I read this story and experience a God who acknowledges a new desire in humankind, moves Adam and Eve from the position of recipients of creation to co-creators, and in doing so, moved us from a place of plenty to a life of abundance. It doesn't really matter who wins or loses the blame game between Adam and Eve and the serpent. In the end, Adam and Eve have a desire to know more, to know what God knows, and the act of casting them out is a moment of true heartache for God, where God actually is giving them exactly what they asked for. To know what God knows, they are given tasks in creation. One task is to work the land, inviting humanity into the ebb and flow of seasons. I grew up in a farming community, and I have farmers in my family. They know what God knows. They know the long, hard days of planting at the right time, tending the fields, longer days of harvesting at the right moment, They know the deep joy of long-awaited harvest that has gone well. And they feel the deep sorrow of failed crops. With dirt on their hands, they watch and participate in creation. And they live for the moments when it takes their breath away and when it breaks their hearts. They know that the labor of the harvest The labor and the harvest are sacred moments and sacred space. The other task God gave us as humanity that day included pain in childbearing, inviting humanity into the concept of birthing pains. The birth of a child is certainly a sacred thing. And it brings to mind the quote for me from Mae West, I never said it would be easy, I only said it would be worth it. And knowing that there is physical pain involved alone has helped some women make, not take light of the choice of whether or not they want to have children. Not unlike those who work in the fields, there is deep joy and also deep sorrow that can come with birthing a child. And this is to say nothing of actually rearing the child. Both can be used as metaphors for the many areas in our lives where we plant seeds of hope and we wait for a harvest. We put in hours and months into laboring for a cause in hopes that something new might be born into our lives or into the world. I believe that moving from the garden into the desert moved us from being recipients of cheap grace to being recipients of costly grace, as Dietrich Bonhoeffer told us. We were a people who took what we needed without much need to care beyond that. We became people who had to move into and develop our individual and communal giftedness and together with the help of God, had to learn to support ourselves and one another. 
people who knew the heartache that comes from loving and caring for humanity and all of creation. And in the midst of all this desert space, where the things were no longer handed to us, we find that we are surrounded by the sacred. And that while the land of plenty was taken from us, we were handed a truly abundant life. In our journeying with you, it is your hand that stops us stumbling or slipping on the path. Your word that keeps us growing and builds upon our faith. Your power that grants endurance, whatever happens next. Thank you for joys discovered and blessings received in our journeying with you. Amen. Amen. Go in peace to love and serve the Lord. Thank you.